What is up and welcome back to Night Kids After Dark podcast for today's date, June 19th, 2023. I'm your host, Yano Nick, followed by BTG and Professor Daxter. What's happening, guys? What is up, guys? (laughs) Hello, hello. How was your weekend? Happy Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. Happy belated Father's Day. Is that a thing? Can I say belated for Father's Day? Happy freaking Father's Day. Oh my gosh, you can say that. Heck yeah. yeah. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers and, you know, fathers that aren't here and everybody. Yeah. No, I had a crazy weekend, man. Now, for you guys that are here, uh, thank you for joining us because I didn't expect anybody to be here because we previously told you guys we weren't going to be here this week. So funny, signals. <laughs> funny story. No, I was actually supposed to be in a class this week, but uh, uh, still looking at this damn hard drive or solid SSD. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I was supposed to be in a class. Uh, I got approved by my employer for them to pay it, pay for it, and everything. Then went through the process to actually have them pay for it, and they took too long to get back to me. And I missed registration. So, oh, nice. It's okay. Nice. I can go to the next class. Uh, but yeah, so I won't be in class for these next two weeks. Hmm. Okay. Well, are yeah, you I was supposed to. Oh, sorry. No, no, I was just more curious the way you did a little disappointed. I was disappointed because I was so ready to just like get it done and knocked out the way. And now it just sucks because this would have been, I had a plan for when I wanted to do it because I knew the summer was going to be packed for me. So I wanted to get it done before the rest of the summer started. So now I got to wait till like August to take it because that's the only time that I'm really going to be free to do it. So. Dang. Well, hopefully Professor has some good news. How was your weekend? What's going on? <laughs> I had a whole weekend by myself, so it was just Diablo 4 on repeat until my eyes bled. Nothing special for Father's Day? Nobody came at you? That was the special for Father's Day. That was the special. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, my family kind of did the same thing, too. I mean, they went down, uh, they traveled down south to Georgia. And so, yeah, I had a whole week. Well, I still have the week to myself. They come back Wednesday, so I got one more day. One more day of freedom. One more. <laughs> Freedom. It's funny because my father said the same thing. He just wanted a day where he didn't have to do anything. So it sounds like both of you guys got a chance to do that. It's the dream. I'll it's like, be right back. I'm it's here. A, but yeah, it's a dad okay. thing, man. And the thing is, like, it's cool. I think a week is a little too long, but obviously they they did all a week just because of they were like, well, we might as well. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But it's almost a week is a little too long. Like, I'm like, oh, now I'm running. I'm not running out of stuff to do, but you'd be surprised. Like, you mentioned you're like that. And when you're by yourself, you realize all the other things that you can do. So then you do so much of it that you just burn yourself out. (laughs) Like, it's wild. So, but yeah. And they come home, you're like, man, I can't wait till you guys leave again. All right, you guys need to go. They get here. They need to leave once a week. It's like, oh my gosh, Uh, my hair. Just need a second house so they can live in it one day a week, (laughs) or I can go live in it one day a week. Either way, 
Well, it was lovely, man. I got a chance to hang out with uh, BTG and some of the other Nike members and and other bros, and it was wonderful. We we got a chance to smoke cigars, have drinks, barbecue. BTG was on the grill. Food turned out. He grilled us steaks, y'all. Come on now, that's it was a good time. Uh, yeah, that sounds yeah. like. If I were to go to like uh what what is that restaurant called where they cook it in front of you? Oh um kab- uh, oh hibachi hibachi yeah yeah hibachi you're you're a professional <laughs> I am a professional now I just like I like to have if people come to my house I like them to feel comfortable yeah so like definitely... literally when people come to my house I'm like look if it's in the fridge you can have it like don't ask me about it just take it. See, that's so funny because I can't do that. I cannot. (laughs) I grew up, so like I grew up and in in a situation where like even if I would go to family's house, like I have to ask. So like my daughter, uh, her mother did the same thing you do, where it's just like it's just open season, you know, whenever people come over, and so like she would just start rummaging through her grandparents' like fridge and stuff. I'm like, don't do that. What are you doing? Why are you doing that? (laughs) And they're like, oh, this is normal. Like, <laughs> no, because if, if it's something that I don't want you to have, I'm gonna tell you, and I'll put it in a separate part of the fridge. But for the most sure, part, sure, sure. for the most part, as a host, it's more enjoyable for me if you can take care of yourself, because then I don't have to worry about taking care, of you. and I can right. enjoy your presence as well. But no, yeah. Well, well we had a uh, not good. Well, I, well, that's. Today, <laughs> well, thank you guys for sharing your uh, what's went on this weekend. A whole bunch of things happened, but let's get today's stories. Uh, today's stories include, and I had it all set up too. It was already. All right, here we go. Um, Fable makes a return to Xbox. The Batosai, the Manslayer, returns. One Piece live action trailers. Twitch improves revenue streams, uh, revenue for streamers, and Microsoft is done with Xbox One and more. Because this is Night Kids After Dark podcast for where gamers discuss gamer things every Monday, Thursday at 8:30 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Twitch.tv forward slash Team Night Kids. If you don't want to watch, if you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on Twitch on YouTube dot uh, com forward slash at Team Night Kids six eighty two, or listen on your favorite podcast services and just by searching the four letter words Night Kids After Dark. Remember, if you don't would like to watch the show ad free, don't forget to hit the sub button. Um, do we have any other housekeeping? I know. BTV. Uh, no, but freaking Bravo on the intro. That has to have been the best one you've done. Like, you Thank must you. have been practicing, man. I want to get better at this, man. After, especially after talking to Mac, uh, uh, BTG's friend, uh, who runs a podcast about the Cavaliers. So if you're interested in the Cavaliers, you know, get yeah. it. Check it. Uh, I think a podcast is actually called Let's Cavalier. Big time podcast, man. He gets, yeah. He, his podcast is super legit. If you're a Cavaliers fan, I highly recommend it. But All yo, three of you, get it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. But uh, yeah, this we missed like we didn't miss Summer Games Fest and Xbox. There's a lot of news that came out in the past week that we were gonna miss, but 
I really will touch on that stuff as it comes up. But yeah, let's get into uh, the the most recent news. And this was actually at the Xbox conference. So first news story that I want to rock with is freaking Fable. Xbox Big Fantasy RPG, RPG gets new teaser after being MIA for a bit. Uh, the next installment of the RPG series is being developed by Forza developer Playground Games. Uh, today, well, not today, but during Summer Game Fest 2023, we got a brief look at the next big Fable game via newly released CG featuring the IT crowd's Richard Iota. How do you say his name? Iota? No, A-O- You killed it. Is it? <laughs> you killed it, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, plus a blink... It- Plus a blink and you'll miss it. Glimpse of in-game footage. The latest reveal of this much-delayed upcoming RPG happened during today's or Xbox and Bethesda's not E3 video game showcase. This new fable is developed by Playground Games, the same team behind the incredibly popular open-world Forza spin-off series, uh, Forza Horizon. At this point, Horizon has replaced the main series with most players more excited about it than the original Motorsport franchise. While the majority of the short trailer showed I can't say his name as a giant called dave scattered within were a few scant few seconds of female lead characters chopped at people with a sword and blasting others with fireballs it looked nice then it was gone uh inter- interestingly as we learned in 2021 this new this new fable game is being built using the tech that playground developer forza horizon considering how the fantastic the horizon games are and how big and detailed its open world maps have been it's not surprising to hear that playground is leveraging those tools and that engine to help it build a big new fantasy RPG. Uh, did you guys watch this video at all? I did. I not. I'm pumped. So I, I didn't. So I watched it, but I saw it. <laughs> this is gonna sound really bad. I had it playing while I was driving home, so I didn't really get to look at it. I really just heard it for the most part. Uh, it looks really pretty, but it doesn't really tell us anything yet. So. Okay. No gameplay footage yet. No, they have in game in in game footage. Like everything at the Xbox showcase was in engine with actual like gameplay, like cinematics or a game uh, gameplay or a gameplay cinematic. So there's no like CGI for it. It's it was straight from the game. And you did see like uh you see your your the main character fighting the giant. Um but it was more of like a run to the hills kind of gameplay. So there was no like actual combat or anything like that. Um, but yeah, we don't know. We haven't seen enough to really know what it is, but I'm still excited all the same. So, yeah. So, cause from what I saw, this looked different from anything that Fable's done before. Like, I didn't know it was Fable. I was like, what is oh, this? Wow. But yeah, yeah, it looks, it looks crazy, crazy interesting. Not too different from its home. I mean, did you see it? If you didn't see it, I'll just I play it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, listen, let me just play it because I need to see it over anyway because it was, I was driving. <laughs> Legally, guys. <laughs> oh, we're finally doing this, are we? Because I was going to make a sandwich. Okay. Let's do it. World premiere. All right, sorry. <laughs> Hey, I know that guy. Heroes. Well, we've all seen them, haven't we? Swanning about the place. 
like this alone has me super excited because of how good this looks like the actual movement of the mouth the the face all that looks so good living it up with the common folk every single night on a day-to-day again this is in engine by the way so oh wow fruit with edge on the agricultural side of things yeah it looks Freaking gorgeous. Around yeah. Creatures. <laughs> you just I'm assuming it's Unreal Engine 5, I would assume. Wafters. Yeah, well done. You see, I'm not here to slay legendary beasts. <laughs> I'm here to conquer the vegetable. Not a euphemism. Let's face it. The age of heroes. The, the iconic chicken kick <laughs> from the originals. If you will. It's the age of death. Whoa. This is awkward. Oh, wow. Yeah, now you're about to see like actual in game. Oh, snap. Oh, this is too cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's Jack and the Beanstalk, kind of. It's very much Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> it's, it's Dave and the Beanstalk, but yeah. Dave and the Beanstalk. <laughs> Wait, was Jack the the giant or was Jack the hero? The hero. He was, well, he chopped okay. down. Jack was the one who planted the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's Beans. Jack right there. Man. That's interesting. So I didn't really. So now that I see it, that's cool because I didn't realize that he was a giant, and she Too was. Cool. That's dope. Yeah. Man, yeah. that's gonna be the first boss. You're gonna be like, oh, what the. Fuck? They, that means they can only be bigger after that. So wait, so yeah. the guy from IT Space is actually going to be in the game, or is it going to be a bunch of other? You well, know... I mean, they show at the end him dead, so I don't really know. We don't know he's dead. His glass is just broken. True, <laughs> true. <laughs> he he gonna hurt himself because he can't see. So <laughs> that was pretty cool. No, I'm super excited for Fable. Uh, definitely one of the, my most favorite games on Xbox. Like. The original day one too. Yeah, the original Xbox. Uh, Were they exclusives? Yes. Yeah, for yeah. the they, Xbox only. Fable, and that was one of the things. Like we didn't get a, a Fable for Xbox One. We're like, yo, what? What is happening? They actually announced a, a Fable a couple years ago, and it was it, more like a, a it was maze a multi crawler. It was a multiplayer. It got yeah, and it never it got canned. I think so. I was looking so forward to it because it was like a kind of a D&D-esque kind of game. You had a master kind of mind who was going to, you know, create these traps and enemies and everything. And then four, but then they scrapped it. Oh, yeah. I was looking so forward to it. Yeah, I mean, it, so it's been over a decade since Fable 3 came out on Xbox 360. Uh, yeah, that's so, a long time. So that brings up the next topic, actually. Oh, wait, before we move on, before we move to the next topic. This is coming on Xbox Series X, S, and PC. Mm -hmm. And PC. On Game Pass, day one. On Game Pass, day one. Mm -hmm. That so is, look, side note, the Xbox conference was pretty fucking good. Like, it was, it was dope. They killed it, it like yeah, yeah. straight up. Yeah, yeah. It it was really good. All right, now on to you, you know. Proceed. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, so um, just to share, I, the other Fables did eventually come to PC uh, and Mac. Um, did I they? If, yep, they sure did. I don't know what year though. But I don't they, know about Mac, but I definitely know that it's on or it's on PC. Mm-hmm. Um, but that brings up the next topic. Microsoft is done making games for Xbox One. Can you believe that? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm partial. <laughs> you said thank you. Yes, I am so happy about this. Uh, not, I mean, let me see. Not All for right. people who can't get an Xbox Series S or S, but for everybody else, it's great. No, no I'm happy for this, regardless of that fact, too. Only because... And I'll explain why. All right, so let me read the story. Microsoft is done making games for Xbox One. but don't expect any future Xbox first-party games like Forza or Fable to launch on older consoles. In a new interview, Xbox Game Studio Chief Matt Booty confirmed that company is done developing first-party games for older Xbox One consoles, explaining that Microsoft has moved on from the prior generation machine and is now focused on Xbox Series X and S. It's yet another sign that the old consoles are being left behind after a longer-than-usual transitional period. First point. Longer than usual transitional period. Uh, released nearly a decade ago in November 2013, the Xbox One had a bit of a rocky launch with jokes about its size, blah, blah, blah. We know this. Uh, in an interview with Axios, Booty was asked about the absence of Xbox One games during his latest showcase, and the Xbox Studio Chief explained bluntly, we've moved on to Gen 9. Booty also explained that no internal teams at Xbox Game Studios are currently working on new games for Xbox One. So don't expect some long-end development game that will come out for Xbox One next year or anything like that. The Xbox exec did clarify that some internal teams are still working on updates and content for existing games on Xbox One to continue support for certain titles like Minecraft, uh, but don't expect the next Halo or Gears to launch on the Xbox One. Uh, and yeah, this is pretty much saying, you know, it's the end of an era. And I'm glad, and that's only because that when they're developing for last gen as well as new gen we don't get the push towards the triple a titles and stuff that we want like it really it really stifles development uh in the xbox one to be like hardware wise it it was struggling way before xbox series s and x came out uh so even if they were to develop for xbox one and for next gen, it probably wouldn't be the same game that you would be playing on Xbox. They would be taking out a lot of stuff just to make it work. Uh, and, you know, and this kind of also pushes the whole, you know, you got the Xbox Series S, which is like what? How much is the Xbox Series? Like 200 or $300? I can tell you in a second. I want to say it's 300 but you got, this pushes cloud gaming as well. You should, you'll be able to play these games on the cloud most likely as well. Now that does suck for people who don't have good internet or can't really afford a brand new console. But at the same time, we it, can. So you know, <laughs> it's it's been a while to not try to afford a new console. Like we knew these, they've been out for a while. A couple of years. It's three years now, right? So, We're on our third year. Yeah, yeah, it's 2013. That's pretty good. Good a little while. I'm. I am interested to find out your, uh, you, our listeners' thoughts, our viewers' thoughts, and you guys' thoughts on one. 
we know here in the states we get consoles and we're able to play these new next gen consoles but a lot of the times people from let's say jamaica thailand you know uh you know any just about anywhere in the world they're not able to play them anyway i mean and that's just because of updates i mean they They won patches get them for years in general like games that are coming out today they probably won't see for 15 years or 10 years or whatever so they're usually playing the previous generation unless they play on the cloud (laughs) (laughs) cloud gaming pc game pass get it fun fact xbox series x is still running for about 450 and series s is roughly around 250 yeah, 250 is cheaper cheaper than a switch. Mm-hmm. Probably runs yeah, better than a switch too. And if you get it used, you get oh, it. Oh, it sure does. I got an S. I'm pretty happy. You, you got an, Did you get an S? Yeah, I got an S. I got the X, and I love it. Yeah, I mean, I I mainly got it for my son because, like I said, the Xbox One was like. I was like, man, this thing is chugging along, and you want these newer games? I was like, I'm not loud. It was loud. I'm not gonna have you play these games like this. Like they barely load, they crashing all the time. I was like, all right, it's time to upgrade. But yeah, the S is, you know, it's 1440p. He doesn't really care about that. But either way, still, it still looks great and runs Mm. very well. I mean. It doesn't. Most of the time, a lot of us are either playing our main games on it, but mostly using it as our entertainment system. Am I wrong? Is that or is that fairly accurate? Entertainment system, as far as what? Watching. I would say I say I would say Xbox is more for entertainment value rather than just strictly games. I think that's why PlayStation has better exclusives, but uh, Xbox is more known for having kind of everything. To uh, these days, I would I would disagree. I do not think that most people are using their consoles for entertainment purposes besides video games. And I think that's because pretty much every TV is now a smart TV. Or we're using Fire Sticks or Roku's. Like, you use those over using your console a lot for a lot of people. At least for me. I use that instead of turning my console on and then having to go through my console. Crazy thing, though, I didn't realize that with your xbox you can control it with your tv remote like oh yeah like off the break because it's plugged into your tv it worked did not know that i was like you also can voice activate it and everything i I do that with my alexa i'm so lazy (laughs) like if i so i have a roku so i don't have a controller i just have my remote on my phone or alexa or you know the xbox or whatever Right. So usually I just use my phone because that that, can, that remote is so small and gets lost everywhere. <laughs> so easily. So, yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. But now, yeah, it is time to upgrade, guys. But now, yeah, I think this was a smart move because if anything, like I said, they would start, if they were cross-developing, they would end say... up... Oh, would, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, they would end up to a point where they're developing these games and people would be just as mad that they're not the same as the ones that are on S and X. Because I'm telling you, I'm, I can't remember what game it was that came out. And my son was playing it on the one, and I was like, oh, no. I was like, I can't even believe they put this out like this. Like, it, oh, the frame. It could barely handle it. It barely hangs with it, man. 
he was upset about that. Oh. I'll say, I think as consumers, we're very entitled, I guess would be the word. Uh, I agree with you on the sense of from development standpoint, they don't have to like pull punches on a game. They mm-hmm. have a vision for it and they don't want to like get rid of that vision just so that it can run at 60 frames or 30 frames on an old console. Um, they want to push the new content. Or they want to push it to the limits or whatever. So I agree with that standpoint, but at the same time, I think people are going to complain no matter which way it goes. Um, like, look at... Uh, was it Redfall? Oh, that, man. I mean, it was a, it was a mess. It, it wasn't a good game by any means, but like people said 4K 30 frames and people lost their mind for 30 frames. Yeah. No, when like five years ago though, that thirty frames would have been like like the normal, and everybody would have been like, "This is great," you know what I mean? So, <laughs> no, I get that, but I, yeah. I'm saying even with that, if shoot, I I don't even know if Redfall works on Xbox One, but I bet that it doesn't even get thirty frames on the Xbox One. True, but get... I'm just saying like the the to- Starfield's another one I think because Starfield was talking about going thirty frames as well. That game could be immaculate. But people are still going to complain because 30 frames. Because it's 60 frames is yes. like the normal. They the uh, kind of, but it's the new, that's the normal for PC. I think marketing is making it the more the normal for consoles because we really haven't gotten too many right. like, consistent 60 FPS like quality games. or performance. Right. Don't get, yeah, yeah. And I think marketing pretty much destroyed that for a lot of people because, you know, we were we were promised like on your ps5 box it says 8k grab the box yeah. it says 8k on yeah. there i don't know 8K what kind of 8k frames, they were talking right? about i don't even know if it says that it just says 8k fun fact yeah. redfall is available on xbox one wait don't get it though it's bad <laughs> it's free on game pass it is free on game pass it's not worth the price <laughs> i want a refund but not yet. No, it, it was time. I, 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 like I said, I just think that pe- I, I just think consumers as a whole are very entitled. And uh, like, what was good a year ago or three years ago or whatever, like the normals or whatever, we expect more now. And uh, like, if I don't get 120 frames on my PC, like on any game at any given point in time, I'm like time to upgrade. Like, like, <laughs> so I don't know. I apologize. It is not on Xbox One. Okay, and they probably because it didn't work. <laughs> so, but no, yeah, okay. Uh, so you know, it, it's time. It's time to move on. Of course, you just are. like the next topic. Ooh. Fun fact: Netflix one is has a bunch of has a bunch of things coming out soon. However, <clears throat> they have One Piece first live action trailer for the Straw Hat Luffy. I saw the sure. the only thing I saw was the 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 freeze frame of him punching like the extended arm or whatever. It doesn't look that bad, I don't think. Yeah. Well, if the, let's take a look because I have uh, actually. I haven't seen I'm, that. We have an ad right now, so yes. let's not take a look. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, oh, I got mixed. Oh no, to the ads, yeah. Thank you, rookie. 
For seven months, with your pride. No, you gotta thank Twitch for forcing people's <laughs> hands. Darn you, Twitch. Thanks, Twitch. <laughs> Actually, I'll be right back. I got 30 seconds. Okay, see you soon. Um, I do ain't like gonna make it. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> mm -hmm. I do like the fact that um the characters or the people they chose for the One Piece, I I think they're not bad. Um, I I like the characters so far. I could see the complaints already. How people will feel about it? Again, very, we're very, we're very. It's bullshit how like needy we are as consumers. Yeah, <laughs> but. <laughs> But to be fair, I also did witness the Dragon Ball Z movie and the Avatar movie, so you know, I say what you know, I say that with a straw hat. <laughs> those, those were actually really bad movies. I have to sure, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dragon Ball movie was so doo doo that I didn't even finish it. I didn't. You know, even... you know how hard it is to be a good vibes and like try to give everything credit as best as I can and be like. It was shit. You don't even look at it. Dragon Ball movie was the greatest movie of all time. Sorry, no. Okay, look. All right, I'm back. Netflix is One Piece. I want to watch this because I have heard all of the talk because I expected people to complain 100%. But once we watch the trailer, I'm going to explain why I'm okay with it. Right now, I'm Ooh. watching Cyberpunk 2077. That new The new DLC looks so good. Oh, so here's the trailer for Netflix's One Piece no, no, not out. live action. Here we go. Ever since I was a kid, as a One Piece connoisseur, as myself, um, I'm really excited for this movie. So, I'm setting Were you in a rush just to get another alcoholic beverage? Yes. <laughs> We're not sponsored. Put that thing away. I don't want to see that. We're not getting paid. <laughs> and I think. Together, we'd make a pretty good team. I'm gonna to be the king of the pirates. I think I nailed it. <laughs> treacherous stretch of ocean. Believe it. With bigger islands. No, wrong. Careful with that. I like the animation. I mean, I'm sensing a little bit of tension amongst the crew. Not, Not a crew. A crew. <laughs> we haven't sailed together for very long. But I know we've got each other's backs. Oh yeah, you can't swim. Mm -hmm. Sorry, spoilers from episode one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, this could look way worse. It's so hard to animate that 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 stretchy arm. So like, I gave them credit; they didn't like completely ruin it. Okay, I'll be on board. Okay, bet. So real quick, I just want to say one thing. I do feel as though since we don't watch DVDs or a lot of us don't do Blu-rays, um, I feel as though sometimes movies when we say, "Oh, it's going straight to Netflix or to a uh, blue DVD or whatever," I feel as though, "Oh, this is going straight to Netflix or to streaming platforms." Not to say it in a bad way as it used to be said, but more so because we just all have access to it. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. 
It literally just sprung like a little memory in my little brain whenever you said straight to Blu-ray. I'm like, I'm just imagining like Disney straight to DVD or straight to VHS. <laughs> Hell yeah. So this one piece, uh, first off, it's not a movie. Oh, oh series. It is an eight episode series. What? So that's one point for my optimism. I was like, okay, makes more sense. Same. I actually All like right. more of a, a, a season style. Now that I know they're going to be able to fill the story and not rush through, like whatever, wherever they're trying to get to. Second, people hate the voices. Oh, already? To be honest, if you watch One Piece, do you not realize how annoying Luffy's voice actually is in the anime? Right. Luffy actually annoys me so much that it's hard to actually get past it. See? His voice? Oh, wow. No, just him as a character. He was very childish at the beginning, and I could not. Like, it's so hard for me to get past they that. young. A lot of them are very Sure. Young. But, you know, as, as an adult, it's really hard to, like, push past that. My third point for optimism. Oda is actually 100% involved in this. He is part of directing. He's part of the whole thing. He wanted to be a part of it because he was afraid that if he wasn't part of a live action series, it would never happen because he doesn't know how much time he has left. Oh, so wow. that's great. Most well, that's of the time, depressing. A little. Bit. So it is because if I you know, hopefully he finishes it before he passes. But all right, so that's the other point. And then also people were complaining about like, well, why don't they just make? They're like, I like these better when everybody's Japanese. First off, in One Piece, all the characters aren't Japanese. You just assume they're Japanese because it's anime. Like, even through, like, the lore and stuff, like, they don't live where, in our, our world. Like, the Caribbeans or, like, no. where is it? Like, so, oh, think of it. They're pirates, right? So, pirates are from sure, everywhere. Sure, sure. So, Usopp is from Africa. Sanji, the okay. cook, is technically French. Luffy's actually brazilian like these are like they're not actually brazilian but that's her the cultures that they portray right right. so right. and then nami's like swedish so they're portraying those cultures and i guess Wait, people nami's didn't swedish yeah i didn't know that she's the worst swedish person i've ever met that's crazy <laughs> I'm sorry to our swedish listeners. no swedish swedish people are the best <laughs> Nami, not so much really you don't like nami nami's an asshole and I feel like as long as Oda is involved, I'm okay with, to be honest, with whatever this is. Because I don't think he's going to let it be total trash. And he even said that if he wasn't happy with it, he wouldn't let it come out. Mm, I so. respect that a lot. That's a lot of money to waste on the it has to be good. Mm -hmm. But as a consumer, that's great. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, for sure. But even just looking at the environments, I'm like, okay, these look like animation environments like they have some imagination to them for sure so let yeah. me ask you this then if that's the case do you feel like another show could do live action uh you hawk show bring it on oh my god that'd be sick that would be actually pretty cool do i think I another think show could oh sorry. oh good no go ahead ask your question i was gonna ask for somebody who actually hasn't really watched one piece can i pick up on the show and know what's going on or is it, it or yes. is it like because yeah. as far as I can tell from what this is showing is from the very beginning. Gotcha. It makes sense because it has to be like a yeah. 
they wouldn't put it on Netflix on the hopes that like it would bring in a new audience. So that makes sense. Yeah. So this is yeah. this would be from the very beginning, and from the cast that I saw, it's gonna get. It'll be pretty decent. Do you I think yeah. we'll get the rest of the crew before the end of season one? If I just shoot, I don't think there is gonna be another. I mean, shoot, if they did do another season, that would be great. But I do not think there's no way we're getting the rest of the crew. Uh, I think we're only gonna get all the way up to Nami, and that's gonna be it. Wow. So you'll that's be missing crazy, though, because they would have to have like a thousand. You know what I mean? They have a thousand and some episodes to go through. Obviously, nah. they can speed it up. Yeah, yeah. In terms of like production, but. That's a lot of story. A lot of story. A lot of story. Yeah, it'd be an, yeah. another twenty years. Man. Like like think about it though. Like The Last of Us was a great show and they only had two games to go through and they just needed like the focal points of those games and it was still right. yeah. a whole season on. just for one game. Yeah. People who didn't even play the games were uh, really excited for I mean were able to keep up with it. So yeah. I think as I think as a show that comes from from like another like from a game or another show or a movie or whatever i think the ability to be able to show it off to not only major fans of that series so like the last of us it was great for somebody who actually played the game who loved the game it allowed me to go oh there's ellie that's awesome i love how they did this you know the daughter fantastic um, but to be also to be able to pick it up as somebody who's never played or consumed the content and be like, I love this character is really hard to do. And they nailed that. And that's what I'm hoping for one piece, to be honest. Yeah, I think the only thing I'm worried about is because like with Last of Us, it's it's based in a, in realism. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, it's a lot easier to do that than and this is for any anime to put any anime in a live action because the spectacle of the battles and the fights is so huge like and it's always like one more step like dragon yeah. ball is literally like i almost lost one more evolution and yeah. you have to portray that in live action which would be really difficult yeah well, we'll see well with that being said <clears throat> if you like or want to see more live action uh, shows or adaptations. I know Rainbow doesn't. She hates them all. Really? Live action is not terrible. It's just... <sighs> Anyways, The Last Airbender gets their first look in 2024. We have a trailer. Is it true? No. It is a teaser. Yeah. <laughs> so Netflix is, Netflix is live action Avatar The Last Airbender. I didn't even hear about this. So Yeah, cool. it's also directed by... So Aragon's getting another adaptation, but it's actually doing it. Aragon's getting it strictly from the author. So the author has his full hand in the pot to make it like what he imagined it to be, not like the movies. And then the last airbender apparently is going from like the roots. So let me see this. It's coming from the, I get, yeah, that's cool. Get big. Get in there. I mean, the teaser. I, I, I like either. the teaser. It's a teaser. I wish it was a trail. Honestly, they really messed up with the character choices uh, who like played the, the characters. There was a lot of issues, but like the main issue for me was like the characters they chose. I think they have to nail characters 
As far as what? The last Avatar, like the movie, they did a horrible job with like character choices and who they chose to play or portray those characters. Wait, oh, the last a... one? Yeah. Yeah. So they really had I don't to even, that. I don't even remember that movie. It was bad. <laughs> it was so bad. It was really bad. Considering, so... in my opinion, I think The Last Airbender as like the, the animated series was probably one of the best written and best showcase shows of all time. Um... And to get a movie like that was just piss poor. It was really annoying, actually. It was gotcha. So this is Aang. And you guys probably can't see it, but there is like some intricate detailing on the arrow on his forehead. And it's like, it. yeah, those type of details are like very important. It looks like Aang, oh, <laughs> to be oh. fair. Oh no! Like I, I can so um the, on the arrow there are actually um oh man there's like it yeah it looks like wind and stuff in there. They did like, a really great job. It looks great. They even nailed the costume. Yeah. So yeah, I hope this is good. This oh, is look at the water series to me. Okay. Do, do we know if it's going to be a series or if it's going to be a movie? I think it's a series. Okay. That's yeah, what, uh, what's his name? Sokka? Sokka. The wardrobe and his boomerang looks fantastic. Yeah. I'm behind, so I still see Katara. He looks kind of like Sokka to me, for sure. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the douchey haircut, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but no, even like the armor and stuff, this looks really good. Yeah. This is, like, this is like Game of Thrones type, dude. I wonder if they're going to go for a darker route because technically they could. Avatar is really dark in terms it of like. Get dark. Now, t- yeah, oh my it. God. Zuko looks fantastic. Let me see Appa. That's the one I want to see. They don't have it yet. Oh, oh, man. I know. That's going to make or break it, to be honest. Getting a good looking Appa. It's, it's just going to be a dog. It's, it's just going to be a giant dog. fluffy. <laughs> it's a mastiff. They're like, this is pretty on point. This is directly. No, Zuko looks fantastic. Um, I think. Well, what about Uncle? Yeah, they have that yet. No, we know who's playing him yet? No, who is playing him? Uh, we don't know. We don't. Uh, we don't have. Let's do some. They didn't put none of. No way. The last it's the Rock. Airbend. Oh my God. <laughs> it's Chris Pratt. No, not. Hey, to be fair, he did Mario Justice. He did, actually. To be fair, yeah, he actually nailed Mario. Oh, they picked... It's the same dude who does his voice, isn't it? Yes. Oh, oh no, yeah, that's I heard not about that. No, no, I actually heard about that. I think I think you're right. He did? I think it is. I... Did he do the voice? Wait a second. Now I've got to Google it. I am... Oh, Daniel Day Kim. Okay. A, this is a pretty star-studded cast, to be I... honest. I like, Jokes I on like you! I don't know any of them. You don't know anyone? I don't think so. I haven't actually looked. This the dude from a uh, a pilot from uh Star Wars. Yeah, Mandalorian. And Kim's Kim's. I've uh, never seen the Mandalorian. Story. I like that show. Okay, so let's see here. Danny Putty from uh oh the show about the. Game development company that makes the MMO. It's on Apple TV. It's funny. Wait, wait. Oh, um, oh man, what's the name of it? Myth, the myth, um, mythical quest. quest. Yeah, mythic quest. Yeah. 
I accidentally looked up the last airbender. I think, no, this is the show. Never mind. Okay. I was like, why is everybody white? <laughs> well, yeah, who does Eero's voice? That's Who's? a great question. I'm looking at I mean, his American voice. Oh, oh Iroh, it's Paul's son, Young Lee. Yeah, he's playing himself. Well, no, that's yeah, the that's actor. But that's who he does the voice as well? Yeah, I'm looking at the series, like the the series of The Last Airbender, and it's oh, Paul oh that's Sun Young Lee. Fantastic. Fantastic. He needs to give me some fatherly wisdom. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm I'm hyped for this. I'm extra hyped now. Yeah. And then only which what comes out for oh, this is 2024. So if One Piece comes out and it's excellent, then this is gonna be fucking fantastic. And Netflix will be back on top of the world. So fun fact, um the original uh voice actor for Uncle Iroh is Mako Mako Mako. Um, he is born in Japan. Mako was what's his? He's known for TMNT Splinter. Uh, he was the voice actor of Splinter for the 2007. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm so confused. I'm literally looking at the television series, and it's still saying well, Paul's son. He did pass away. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, this so was from season three on, on, so that makes sense. Okay. Oh man, you did Doug Dodgers? I didn't know that. Doug Demodome of the Dugsdale Demodome. <laughs> Wait, they had Greg Greg Baldwin did his voice too. Also, Katara's uh, character oh, looks really he pretty. He was Aku in uh, Samurai Jack as well. Was he? Yeah, that's cool. Excellent choice. Oh wait, I was like Tamlin. Tamlin Tamita as Yukari, and I was like, Why is there a picture of Appa? <laughs> it's like, she's voicing Appa confirmed. I mean, she might be. Never Yo, know. Azula looks really pretty. I'm down. She looks I'm great. Forward to this. Yeah, so saved. I am so too. We, so we do know that it's going to be a show, not a, a movie. Is this a show? Okay. Um, let me read it. Let me finish the article. Okay. All right, so most importantly, Netflix also revealed when we can expect to see a hit service 2024, along with the title review, were images of Gordon Cormer as Aang, uh, Kia Wintio as Katara, Ian Ausley as Sokka, and Dallas Liu, Liu as Zuko. Uh, the upcoming Avatar adaptation has been in the works since 2018, with the plan to bring the popular anime franchise into live action for the first time. Wait, what? That's not true. <laughs> but whatever. You liar. <laughs> They just was like, no, this is the first time. So George uh, Takei, Amber Mid Midthunder, and Danny Putty also recently joined the live-action cast, along with Daniel Day, Kim, Arden Cho, Randall Duck Kim, and others. Uh, we'll be expanding and growing the world, and there will be surprises for existing fans and those new to the tale, said showrunner Albert Kim. But, th but throughout this process, our byword has been authenticity to the story, to the characters, to the cultural influences. Authenticity is what keeps us going, both in front of the camera and behind it, which is why we've assembled, assembled a team unlike any seen before. A group of talented and passionate artists who are working around the clock to bring this rich and incredibly beautiful world to life. Original Avatar creators Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Panitsko 
were originally on board as executive producers and showrunners. However, the duo parted ways with the Netflix production in 2020. Oh, that's not a good sign. Mm. Uh, as well as the upcoming live-action adaptation, Avatar will be getting a full animated feature film in 2025. Uh, in fact, it's the first of three planned animated Avatar, Avatar films from Paramount and Nickelodeon. Hmm, so we getting movies too. Cool. I heard they're bringing back more of the animated series too. Is that true? Or is that uh, what you were saying? No, they said there's going to be a full animated feature film in 2025, and then three more films are actually planned. Yeah, I heard that they're doing another animated series with the last, they're the last Airbender, and it's going to be uh, Aang as an adult. So oh, wouldn't that be Leg- wouldn't that be Legend of Korra? Oh, before Korra? No, because he died then. Yeah, sorry, spoilers. But it's it's basically uh it's him starting up uh the city, I'm assuming. It would it would go through that context. Also you should watch The Legend of Core, it's great too. I enjoyed it as it is really good. So I know how to write a story, man. It's crazy to me. IMDB does show that it is a uh ten episode series. But it doesn't have a date yet. Give me some books. I want the whole series, like <laughs> book one through seven. You know, give me lightning. Give me, give me metal bending. Give me it all. I'm ready. <laughs> metal bending. Oh man, Ang never Blood learned bending. it. I was gonna say Ang never learned metal bending or anything, did he? Because it's a specialization, right? Spoiler alerts. No, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think he learned it. I mean, who knows where he learned? Remember, we didn't really see what happened as he got old. Yo, he's going to come out, and he's going to be like lightning and metal, and he's like... <laughs> um, but yeah, so with that being said, I know we're talking about anime and cartoons and shows. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, but I know it can lead into a huge topic. I'm just, just real quick, a yes or no answer. Is Avatar The Last Airbender an anime? Yes or no? <laughs> no. no no all right moving on to the next topic which is an anime wait do you, what do you think <laughs> yeah what's your answer i don't think it's an anime but it has animated themes i think I, it has i think it has anime um elements story path like storytelling but i don't really consider it a an anime same way as i don't consider pokemon an anime either to be fair i had an argument with someone about the boondocks being an anime and i tried to tell i tried pokemon is an anime though i mean technically but i don't really consider it consider like based on because it's it comes from japan however i don't consider it myself as an anime it's more of a cartoon i was about to say technically isn't the definition of anime is animated in japan yeah but we don't like to go by the rules here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're rebels here. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of anime, the new Rakyon... Oh my gosh. Roni... Oh, please someone... Ronin. Roni Kenshin. Roni. Roni. Pepperoni pizza. Roni. Anime's fifth video unveils opening song More Cast in Half Year Run. We do have a bit of a trailer for this one, though. Right, and boy, does it look good. Wait, didn't he? No, I'm not trying to spoil nothing, but ain't he not with us anymore? <laughs> this is actually... <laughs> that so seems like the biggest spoiler. 
I'm not here to judge. Rice Aroni. Thank you, rookie. Thank you, rookie. Yeah. Rice Aroni. So I think okay. So this is from Anime News Network. So I think this is a is this a reboot? Official website for new television anime. Number Heroes Watsuki's Veroni Kenshin manga revealed its first key visual and additional cast running two consecutive tours for half a year and fifth promotional video on Sunday. The video reveals previews the anime's open song opening theme song Hit Ten by artists Ayase and Arshite. Nailed okay. it. <laughs> really did. Let's also, see. I have a question too. I have this. a no, it went back to One Piece. <laughs> oh, it's the only way. Believe it. <laughs> he just keeps saying. <laughs> it's the best catchphrase ever. I don't know what else to say. The art style's so good. It looks beautiful. Yeah, it really does. The animation looks great. This looks like a remake, though. It does look like a remake. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever actually watched this. Ever? You need to watch this? I, I mean, I've seen the character. Like, I know the gist of it, but I don't think I've ever actually watched it. So don't even watch this. Just, just watch Samurai X. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Watch this be terrible and be like, man, this show sucks. And you're like, no, no, you gotta go back. <laughs> you gotta go all the way back. <laughs> no, just watch because uh, Samurai X is a movie. Oh. Yeah, uh, so with all these with all these adaptations, do you think we'll ever see a Naruto live action? I think it'd be really cool. To... I don't think so. If it is, I'm kind of scared because I didn't hear about it. <laughs> I do. I do think so. There is one. Is there? No, there isn't. No. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think it. Did it ever come to the states? Now that. No. It didn't. There was a play. Oh, there was a play. <laughs> yeah. It's just a whole high school musical. No, it was. It was like a Naruto musical or something. Hmm. I would love to see like an actual like live action like AAA quality all that jazz. This is fan made. I, I was about. I'm looking at this. This looks pretty damn good. <laughs> um, and then also, I want Yu Yu Hakusho to be remade, like the entire show again, because I really enjoyed it. But I want them to cut out the very like the entire beginning. Like just For, give me the the tournament of power or whatever it is. Man, but you gotta get how? Why are they even there? You know, who? who to be fair, I tried to rewatch Yu Yu Hakusho, and I kid you not, that beginning is so cringy. It's so bad. I mean, just because of its time, it came from. Sure, a sure, 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 sure. Yeah, like a, like a darker version of that would have been cool, but like, you gotta yeah, wake up. You I gotta think stop. <laughs> I think this is what you were talking about. Uh, you know, it was a Naruto stage play. Oh, it was a play. Yeah. Man. Okay, it looked Man. dope. You saw it? I know. I said it looked dope. Oh. <laughs> no. Yeah, I want, I want like full. I want all of it up to Shippuden and then all of it after Shippuden. <laughs> I want both. To be honest, these are all the people from the stage play. Yo, Rock Lee looks dope. If they just take these people and put them in a movie, I'm cool with it. 
Yeah, same. Give them their money, man. They earned it. Look at Joji. Oh my god, it looks dope. Wow. Don't don't let Rainbow look at Kasuke. Do you know Gar is my man? favorite? Look at, look at Kakashi. Oshimaru. Oh wow, villainous. I'm gonna be honest. My char favorite character of all time, or uh, of that whole series, is Rock Lee, and then Gar is my favorite villain. I've I've always loved those two. And that fight, oh. You know I who can, my oh. least favorite character is? Sakura. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh you're so sexist. Hey, first off, I know why I don't like it. <laughs> she has titties, and I can't right. stand it. Next that, topic. That's terrible. <laughs> what kind of person are you? <laughs> I, I think it's actually funny because my least favorite is Choji. I, I've never liked really? Choji. What? Yeah. Choji, oh Choji got on my nerves. Choji's so dope. I mean, especially he had, a, he had a really cool redemption arc at the end, but like, eh. And then his daughter. Oh my god, even worse. I actually like her though. I can't. I I can't stand her. Hey, you're talking about my decision on who. I That's because Sakura is the main character, and Sakura's daughter is pretty lit. So. Okay, maybe your daughter, but ugh. it's not Sakura's daughter. It's Sasuke's daughter. Let's get it right. Ooh. <laughs> Sasuke did it all on his own. <laughs> all by himself. I'm yeah. just kidding. Oh no. Okay. So what were we talking about? Oh. Okay. Avatar. Looks yeah. Great. Um, we switched topics so many times. I know. Uh, next news story. What is this one? Oh, this one doesn't sound like fun. Mm mm. Oh, yeah, we got a commercial and happy birthday to Grimace. It's Grimace's birthday on Monday. Oh, it is happy like, birthday to Grimace. Grimace, yeah. the, Grimace, the big McDonald's? purple guy from McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, it's his birthday. Oh. How did you do learn that? He knows him. Yeah, we <laughs> homies. We go back. Well, you bet. They also, they're releasing a purple shake. It's a oh, no. berry Ooh, shake. I'll drink it. Ooh. Yeah. Next news story from Destructoid. Twitch to improve revenue splits, but only when certain conditions are met. June 16th, 2023, and it's capped as well. Sometimes it's difficult to know what's going on at Twitch at any given time. On one hand, the streaming platform has made attempts to remove hate groups. On the other, it's also been embroiled in a series of controversies. This is especially true when it comes to the streamers themselves. However, there is some good news on the horizon as it turns out that Amazon-owned company is increasing its revenue split, returning to the old 70-30 divide. The new program is being referred to as Partner Plus. Partner plus, I can't even make partner normal. You got you got to pay extra <laughs> for it though. You got to pay the thirty percent. But before you start celebrating, there are a few pro provisos. According to a recent Twitch blog post, streamers will be entitled to a bigger share of the streaming pot earned, so long as they maintain a sub account of at least 350, 350 reoccurring paid subscriptions for three consecutive months. This means the sub count cannot drop below this number for that period of time. To clear any questions on that front, a report from PC Gamer says that Amazon Prime subscriptions will not be counted. What the fuck? Mm -mm. Will not be counted. So only monthly and gifted subs will work. Wait, what's not counted? Amazon subs. Prime oh, subs. Which Prime? That's so stupid. They don't. They don't count towards your 350 recurring pays of subscriptions. Uh, going into more. Hold on. Going into more detail, Twitch also says that the Partner Plus will cap the new 70-30 split at 100,000 US over a 12-month period. Once these conditions are met, content creators will automatically enroll, be enrolled in the program 
which will come into effect on October 1st, 2023. It's also worth noting that once you qualify, if your subscription count dips below the 350 sub threshold over the 12 month period, it will still be entitled to the split. Uh, Twitch has notoriously had a difficult time pleasing streamers in the past, especially when it comes to money. The fact that you won't qualify for the partner plus scheme if you earn too much may seem bittersweet to some. There are probably a few famous names on the site that will automatically be discounted, but for the rest, it sounds like an opportunity to earn more of the lion's share, providing you tick all the boxes, of course. So if you make more than $100,000, you don't get you're the not eligible. Spit. But yeah. I'm assuming if you make more than $100,000, you are probably going to be on the list. So, Or yeah. close to it. Or close to it. Yeah, getting 100000 a year for streaming is uh, very... Yeah. Well, so, okay. So, one, I think Twitch... One of my biggest pet peeves with Twitch is they're not consistent with anything they do. So, the idea that you meet all your requirements to become partner, for instance, and then you, and then you like, send it off and then they decline it, I don't think they should be able to decline it. Like, if you hit those metrics, I think you should become partner, straight up. Like, what's the point of having those metrics if they're just going to decline you? Um, I guess I think, it depends on how you get it, but yeah. I mean, true. an average over 30 days, right? Like, that's a long time to have over, what, 50 or whatever? Yeah, but I think the, the reason why they have that clause is because, like, okay, say you get on Twitch and you, you're, like, you promote hate for, like, certain groups of people. And then but you shouldn't have an account, then. Like, they should get rid of it. There's no... Yeah. That's also another thing that pisses me off too about Twitch is the fact that they're like so loosey goosey on the rules that they try to enforce. And so, like, for instance, BTG could be a famous streamer and then just say some hot, hateful stuff and he'll get away with it. But if Yano did the same thing, he would get booted, you know? And it, it should be equal across the board for everything Twitch does. It should be a cookie cut here are the rules, you break them, you're gone. Or even a three-strike policy, like you're banned for a week, you're banned for three months, you're banned forever. Mm. Um, and so the 70-30, I think that, one, I think they could do it for everybody. I think that should be a partner baseline. I think it, your 70-30 should, if you get partner and you have enough enough like traction to get partner, and I think you should be able to get 70-30 off of that, and then 50-50 for affiliates, I don't think is that big of a deal. Right. Um. But yeah, I just want consistency. I think it's one of the biggest pet peeves that I have with the platform is like, you never know what's going to cause you to get in trouble. Uh, like, I've seen people play music for years, not get said anything, but another person can play music one time and get uh, a, a restrict. So it, it's just really frustrating in essence. Yeah, I mean, and you would think like, I mean, stream is still relatively new, but you think they would have figured out stuff. But, you know, what I have noticed with them, I'm going to give them credit, is that at least at least they're consistently changing. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, Elaborated. You know, it, it, it might not be for the best. They always make change. They're trying They're trying to make something. They're trying to change things to see if yes. it works or not. They're not, yeah. like, okay. saying stagnant. Yeah. True. Very true. So uh, I can at least appreciate that. So we'll see. I mean, we just see how it works out. You know, obviously, like, you know, people people are the voice. Money is power. So. It is. And the concerning thing is, before we started today's stream, I asked um, you guys, 
you know, how do you feel about a lot of the streamers moving from uh, Twitch to the other streaming platform? Right. And we've seen this time and time again. Remember when people left to go to do um, Mixer? Mixer. Oh, Mixer. Now, yep. Left to go do Mixer. Even I left to go to Mixer. Man. I I tried Mixer. Yeah. And then I didn't go go, but yeah, I've, I've tried every other platform. So. And then a lot of people left to go do YouTube, and a lot of those streamers came back. I can name them, but I choose not to at this time. And then people left to go to Kick and Facebook Gaming and all these other <coughs> streaming platforms. So I have a right really in- honest viewpoint on that. I feel like I feel like it's brutally honest, and a lot of people don't like to hear it. If you're not gonna be big on Twitch, you're not gonna be big on any other platform. Just how it is, like. Nobody sees you on Twitch. Nobody's going to see you on Kick or Facebook or YouTube. Like, it, that's just the reality of it. You don't get viewership by just turning on your stream. You get viewership by, like, broadcasting on other medias, especially, like, small, uh, small-term small content, like shorts and stuff. Uh, I, like, I think one of the things that I think I like the most about YouTube is that it's all on one platform. When I get done streaming, whenever I did stream, I would just cut them up and then throw them on to, to YouTube. If you stream on YouTube, you're just on YouTube. <laughs> like I your stuff's already you. there. So that's the benefit of that. I think that Twitch has the uh, ability to being the number one platform. So Twitch, even though it's harder for us to find viewership because it's such a diluted atmosphere, it, it has safety. There, Twitch is never going to go anywhere. Twitch has to really mess up to even see a hit. They're just too big. Uh, that's why the issue with Kick is, it, Kick's huge right now, but at the end of the day, Mixer was huge too, and it literally killed Ninja's career. Like, oh, Ninja yeah. went from being the number one Twitch streamer of all time, and he went to Kick, or went to Mixer, lost uh, most of his viewership, and then he came back and he never got that traction back. Um... And so, like, people are so excited to move to Mixer, but it's not going to fix your content. Yeah. So, I I have to agree with you in most areas, <clears throat> and one area particularly I have to disagree with is that people don't move just to get visibility, but I think it's an opportunity to kind of find how do I word this? Find a new find out what you what really makes your your content unique or find your what you want your content to be because if you stay in one place you're you're not changing you can try to change but for the most part people know you as this but when right. you switch platforms which i've seen people do move to like tiktok streaming uh, gaming streaming and their content just inherent inherently changes because the platform's different your audience the way they do their badge or or um uh, revenue is different so you kind of switch up how you do the things. mindset yeah, yeah so i think it's not a bad I don't, thing. I don't disagree with you i don't think I, I i think that the issue that i have is people think that if they get in during the voyage of a new platform that they're going to be able to get seen but that doesn't fix content like not to say your content's bad but if you're if you can't get seen on a platform as big as twitch you're probably not going to get seen on a platform where there's like a, a 30th of a 30th of you know that same viewership and across the entire platform so agreed i do like these uh 
these other platforms coming out though no matter you know whether whether they fail or not i do think they need to keep coming any competition for twitch is good for us yeah definitely just straight just straight up As, as a as a business standpoint anything that can challenge a company that is as big as they are to make changes to keep people staying is is good for the person because i would love to see twitch go okay we're going to go ahead and do you know everybody's going to get 60 split or 70 split just straight out the jump that'd be great Uh, and if kick can continuously do that 95 split it really puts pressure on twitch to do the same i like that pressure is good sometimes good it builds diamonds true Uh oh i like that i like that a lot yeah you never heard that i haven't no pressure makes sense (laughs) but it makes sense that's a geology joke guys it is a geology joke (laughs) crazy Uh all right we got three more stories let's go on to the next one so uh this story comes from actually from xbox.com what is it uh they revealed 10 games coming to game pass learn about every single one i'm not gonna learn about them but i will say them uh, so, i need to know every one of them details so you got tectonica i don't remember see what is this uh tectonica takes the fundamentals of popular factory automa- automation genre and spins them on their head by casting you not as a top-down overseer but a first-person character set in a twisting labyrinth of bioluminescent alien caves it only takes a few minutes to realize how deep both these caves and these systems will go with the chunky lo-fi aesthetic there's a serene but sinister aspect to this guided only by the mysterious voice who seems as confused about the situation as you are you are set on a path to find out where you are by creating a network of production equipment and unlocking the secrets of the left behind factory you've awoken in. i remember seeing this this did look mm-hmm. like an interesting game I oh, satisfactory, so. the, the best game little kitty big city Ooh, i, I want everyone this. would enjoy this this is the game with all the hats on cats and stuff i love it <laughs> if you like cats pass. and you like cats this is the game for you hats on cats isn't this like a, a like a fighter and then every time you fight somebody you take their hats isn't that wasn't that what it was that's no it's like a, <laughs> yeah it's like a it's the puzzler like so, okay uh, so if you wanted to be simplistic about it you say that little kitty big city is a narrative puzzler in which you guide a cat back to its apartment through a series of quests but as soon as you begin playing it it becomes clear that this is far more self-directed game than that yes you're given specific quests collect shiny things for a crow to earn a fish which increases your stamina collect bread for a stray who will teach you to navigate the unfamiliar streets but there's playfulness at the heart of all this that asks you to mess with the world around you far more. This is like a happier version of Stray. Yeah, and I was going to say it's and you, could, and you could talk to the other animals. I'm going to be honest. They saw Stray. We're like, we need to do a cat game. And this is what we got. <laughs> it so. looks really good, though. This game. Yeah, it looks really good. Oh, another crab's treasure. Oh, this game. I. This game looks really good, too. It does. God. Uh, another crab's treasure this may well be the title of cutest souls like ever made with the look of a classic mascot platformer another crab's treasure lures you into its gorgeous cartoon world before bearing its claws it might have a playfulness in its presentation setting you out as a little crab whose shell has been stolen 
but this is a deeply challenging action RPG at its core. So don't think ain't taking no <laughs> shit no more. <laughs> but don't think this is just a reskin. There are some very interesting innovations to the familiar familiar systems in here. Key to them is that you can pick up discarded bits of sea trash, soda cans, bottles, house, party hats, and more, and use them as temporary shells. Each one comes with its own health bar, immediately altering how defensively you're forced to fight. Even better, each one also comes with a unique ability, making choosing the right one for any given fight a necessity. It comes to its own in some truly nail-biting boss fights. Arenas are littered with multiple shells, meaning part of your strategy will come down to swapping in and out of different equipment to use all the powers available to you. It'll be fascinating to see Souls-like veterans taking this on and realizing quite how much there is to challenge yourself with here. I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of this game. I wanna, uh, I definitely wanna play it. It looks so good, and the combat looks intuitive. And he runs like he's, uh, the the little crab runs like he's Naruto or something. So yeah, good idea. Pretty dope. Uh, other, <laughs> other games, Galactic Care. Oh, save the galaxy one patient at a time. As a new director of Galactic Care, you will build and manage a series of hospitals to keep your patients alive for as long as possible for money. And also because it's the right thing to do. I like these kind of games. I'll probably play it. I thought you guys would. I really want to try The Wandering Village. That's one I really want to try. It's been out for a little bit. Yeah, so The Wandering Village. The Wandering Village is a city-building simulation game on the back of a giant wandering creature. Build your settlement and form a symbiotic relationship with the Colossus. Will you survive together in this hostile yet beautiful post-apocalyptic world contaminated by poisonous plants? The Bookwalker, Thief of Tales. I didn't hear this one. The Bookwalker is a narrative adventure in which you play as Etienne East. A writer turned thief with the ability to dive into books. Use your powers to journey between reality and book worlds and steal legendary items like Thor's hammer and Excalibur to restore your ability to write. Interesting. Dude, that sounds cool. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds really neat. Harold Halibut. Harold Halibut is a handmade narrative game about friendship and life on the city-sized spaceship submerged in an alien ocean. Join Harold as he explores a vibrant retro future world full of unique, fully voice acted inhabitants while he does his best to find the true meaning of home. Hmm. Oh, Neon White. Wait, why are we... Is this not out? It's coming to Game Pass. What? Yeah, all oh, these titles are coming God. to Game Pass. This is a great... Yeah. Oh, this so is cool. Great. Neon White is a single-player speedrun FPS where you can sacrifice your guns for godlike parkour moves. You are white. You are white. An assassin handpicked from hell to compete with other demon slayers for a chance to live permanently in heaven. The other assassins seem familiar, though. Did you know them in the past life? Why do I gotta be white? <laughs> Somebody's out there be like, finally. <laughs> <laughs> nah, his name is white, but I get it. <laughs> it sounded weird when I was like, what the hell? You are white? No! This game looks fantastic to be oh, honest Minico's Night Market. I've seen a lot of people play this. So it, it looks cool. Oh, Minico's Night Market is a narrative-driven social simulation adventure game that celebrates Japanese culture and invites players to craft whimsical items, eat delicious snacks, and ultimately enjoy all the cats. More cats. Oh, I saw this. Ooh. Sea of Stars. Yeah. Sea of Stars is a turn-based RPG inspired by the classics tells the story of two children of Solstice who will combine the powers of sun and moon to perform eclipse magic. 
the only force capable of fending off the monstrous creations of the evil alchemist known as the Fleshmancer. Ugh. Gross. Mm. Fleshmancer? And that's the 10 games. Oh, this is really pretty. Actually, what is that? Yeah, it's, it's like an RPG. Yeah, it's like an old school like pixel RPG. Which one? Sea of Stars? Sea of Stars, yeah. Speaking of great RPGs, there's been a rumor that Star Ocean's second story is coming out with a remaster. It's the only Star Ocean that has not been released, re-released, and it's the best one. I have a question for you guys. Are you guys did you guys see the uh the Prince of Persia like side scroller? Did. Yes. Uh, does it, I doesn't. Are you excited for it? Because I'm very excited for it. It looks really good. Mm. I think it looks fantastic. However, I remember people complaining about the art style. That's what I like the most about it. Truthfully. I, so here, my thing was like, it's not that I'm not excited about it, but I just really wanted a, like a triple A Prince of Persia, mm. like Sands of Time. I really wanted yeah. something like that. But I mean, it's cool. It's I love fine. the combat, especially like the uh, the reverse time, how they did it was really cool. So I'm I'm excited for it. It's not usually like my style of game either. So, and that's good. I mean, bringing other people into it, maybe mm. I will get my God of War like Prince of Persia eventually. Yeah. <laughs> right. That would be cool though too. It's like an actual like Chris Brad is, you know, the prince, and we're good. <laughs> Next story. Uh, oh, Halo Inf what? Halo Infinite. That game's still around. It is. Halo Hell Infinite. Yeah. Finally adding fan favorite zombie mode. Great. <laughs> you sound I can't so... wait. It's gonna be ten minutes of pure gameplay, and then it's just we're good. Let, you know. Let me watch the trailer. <laughs> Master Chief does not look ready at all in that photo. <laughs> I don't know. If that's the chief. <laughs> like I guess I'll just die now. I just want Halo 3 remastered. That would be cool too. But I think people are tired of Halo at this point. It's there's problems with it. I mean people are tired of Call of Duty too, but they still make one every six months. So another season oh my god now here's the reason why i think halo is doing well it's because of the competitive gaming space it's it really is fueling it and there is an audience for it is it they're working on a it br is. i hope the br goes well that's what i care about i would love to see like an actual like really good art uh like warzone style halo BR. battleground uh battle royale battle royale I had so many wonderful memories of playing uh, Halo zombie mode. See, for me, Halo 3 was like, I played an unperceivable amount of- Oh, new Forge community playlists. Oh, I like the customization on the gun, that's cool. They're bringing Forge maps in. Hey, I can't wait for all the toxic. Not more. It's Halo Infinite. It's just uh. Wait. Season. This comes and out zombie. tomorrow. New seasons tomorrow. So, this is what I would have liked to see from last year. Release? Yeah, but 
I mean, look, I do hope that if you know this helps bring Halo into the light. I hope so. It looks good. To like, be that's honest, a good trailer. all shooters right now have done like all the AAA shooters have actually done really poorly. Battlefield flopped hard. Halo flopped after like the second week, and then you know Call of Duty everybody hates right now too. So we're we're in a bad spot. They hate everybody plays it. True. What oh, game man. was that? Halo Halo Infinite Season Four. Yeah, Halo Infinite Season Four. All right. Next story. Next story. Final Fantasy 16's PS5 file size pegged at 90.1 gigabytes. Preloading the Final Fantasy 16 will begin tomorrow. And now we have word of the release of the file size as shared on Twitter by PlayStation Game Size, a reliable account which scrapes Sony servers for information on upcoming games and patches. The hotly anticipated console exclusive action RPG will weigh in at 90.18 gigabytes in size. This is obviously excluding the previously announced 300 megabyte A1 patch. Cool. This is a big boy. <laughs> so here's the reason why I think this topic is important. Because, think about it, a lot of us have unfinished titles or games on our, our systems, PCs, whatever. You have to make room for this game. I really doubt there's a lot of people out there who have the room or space right <laughs> to download this? You game. just have to de delete Call of Duty. <laughs> you got to just delete that one game. Look at Professor. I still, I still got ten terabytes, so <laughs> at least on PC, <laughs> I got a lot of space. So, uh, I guess it, here it says that they were planning two disc for the physical release. I I love that we're at the part now where discs aren't holding enough, just like the old school days, and now we're getting more discs. So There's now, something so special about that, though, right? Don't you agree? No, it's terrible. <laughs> nah, I love it. It's terrible. They did it with The Last of Us as well, and I think just The Last of Us, I think. <laughs> oh, man, that's... I mean, I don't have a PS5, so I don't have the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I I am personally pumped for this game. The demo is amazing. The, the the graphics were gorgeous. The storytelling was amazing. The battles were huge. It, it was just a blast. I'm pumped for this game. And it's dark. Yeah. It's very very dark. And that's what yes. they said. I I am excited for it. I do mm -hmm. I do want to play this one. I definitely do. I'm not gonna go buy a PS5 for it. Just, Rainbow, where you at? Know somebody. Yeah, you're already. <laughs> he said, "Rainbow, where you at?" <laughs> Rainbow. <laughs> yep. Super excited. That's why you have friends. You know what I mean? Just to steal your consoles for like three days. <laughs> that was our last story. Oh, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy is one of my favorite genres. Like when I was growing up, I actually wanted to work for Final, like for Square Enix. That was oh, like wow. my dream job. Yeah. Doing art, doing the art stuff, doing their game design, yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I think yeah. they have beautiful music, so I would have loved to. I just, I that. so uh, like, I my remember... dream was just to be in Final Fantasy, just to be in the game. Uh, no, yeah. no, in real life, in real yeah. Life. <laughs> I, I think for me though, like I remember every game that came out, especially the ones where they started using like three D, like uh, uh, with like Yuna and all that stuff. I remember those cutscenes, and they were so gorgeous for their time. Like, there was it, it. 
Square Enix has always made gorgeous games, like just straight up. So I'm excited. Professor, can you lead us, give us a, uh, since this is the last topic, I'm just curious for our listeners and viewers, how does one build a beautiful. Yeah. Did he freeze? He did. Yeah. He's <laughs> Honestly, to answer your question, Yano, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was crazy. Well, he is gone. I think he was asking how to build a beautiful world. I think and he was too. To be honest, I was a character development. Uh so it's a little different. My cousin's a uh my cousin worked for a lot of AAA games making like level design, so that's a question for him. Oh. Uh but I think I think it's just kind of like you have an envision of where like things go. I think I I don't know. I don't really have a good answer if I'm being honest cuz I I really don't know from that side of it. I just know like one of the things that you want to do is have a good way of directing people to where you want them to go without telling them where to go and that's really hard, but I think a lot of AAA titles like um Uncharted did a really good job of that. Dark Souls does a really good job of that. And uh, yeah, and then Final Fantasy literally gives you only one way. You just go forward. <laughs> so yeah, that's true. So Yano's power went out in his whole house. Nice. <laughs> I was, and his question—you almost pretty much touched on it. His mm-hmm. question for you was, "How do you build a story through art?" But oh, I mean, you kind of have like. So whenever you start out with the world, you kind of have an idea of where the story wants to go, and you actually build, you you actually build your 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 story first. So it, in a sense, you have like, okay, where is this? What kind of design are these characters going to look like? Are they going to have like tribal wear? Are they going to be futuristic? Are they going to be like, you know, a mix and match? Are they going to be cyber? And then you can kind of build a story around that. Uh, or you can kind of build the characters around like where that story is taking place. I think story first is usually important, and then character development after that's better. But I've seen companies do both. I guess they have an idea of like generally, generally with a company, they have like a this is the big item that I want this game to have. So like um, Portal, for instance, Portal Gun was like the big item. I'm assuming, and it was actually probably established at the very beginning. And then everything was based around that. And mm. then they did the story because, you know, portal guns, like the most important part of it. Um, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's probably what they did. So, yeah, hopefully that answered. Nice. Okay. Well, with that, we are going to get into games coming out this week. It seems like a pretty good week for games, uh, starting with Aliens Dark Descent coming out on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, SP4, Xbox One, and PC. That comes out tomorrow. Oh, uh, yeah, tomorrow. Crash Team Run- Rumble, the multiplayer game, which I am actually excited about. I don't know how much it costs, but I, oh, I want to play this game. It's on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, S, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. That comes out tomorrow as well. Rogue Legacy 2, PlayStation 5, and PlayStation 4 tomorrow. Dr. Fetus Mean Meat Machine (laughs) (laughs) comes out on the 22nd. Finally, a game for me. This must be a Super Meat Boy game. Yeah, it It has to be. 
Yeah. PlayStation 5, Xbox Series XS, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on the 22nd. Final Fantasy 16 comes out the same day on PlayStation 5. Harmony, The Fall of Rivery comes out on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series XS the same day as 16, June 22nd. And then Sonic Origins Plus comes out on the 23rd on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series XS, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, hmm. and PC. And with that, uh, Thursday's host will be, you know, I know I'll probably be here too for sure. Um, if you guys, yeah, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. If you want more content, Dax, well, from Dax, where can they find you? I actually plan on streaming again. I'm, I've been testing everything. It was a little laggy, so I'm going to try to get my direct connect back. Anyway, long story short, you can find me at Professor underscore Daxter. On Twitter at Professor Daxter or on Instagram for workout, fitness, and all that stuff related. At fitness underscore with underscore Daxter. What about you, BTG? Oh, you guys can just find me here. This is the only streaming I do nowadays. So, yeah, every Monday, Thursday. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. What about you, Yano? Where are you going to find you? No, oh, you know, nice. All right, all right, cool. Thank you, Yano. <laughs> oh, man, he said good night. He was like, all right, I'm going to sleep. But thanks, guys. Thank you guys for joining us. Appreciate it. We'll see you guys Thursday. And remember, this has been Night Kids After Dark Podcast, where gamers discuss gamer things every Monday and Thursday live, 8.30 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash Team Night Kids. All right. Have a wonderful night, guys. Bye. Bye.